Hello and welcome to Hard Count Sports, the first episode of the podcast. Uh, this is Ross and Zach, uh, two guys from the UK who are interested in the NFL and college football. Um, we are uh, located, obviously, in Northern Ireland, as you can hear from our accents. It's not uh, usual that you hear two guys talking about this sport from this side of the pond, but uh, I'll introduce myself in due time, but I'll allow my co-host to go first in that, Zach. Uh, tell us a wee bit about yourself and uh, what team you support and how you got interested in the sport. Yeah, thank you, Ross. It's, it's class to be here um, and I'm really excited to be doing this podcast. And uh, Yes, yeah, so I'm Zach Humphrey and I'm from Balmina in Northern Ireland, the UK. Um, and I've been interested in American football for um, about uh, eight years or so now. Um, my, mm-hmm. my dad actually um, is a massive American football fan and um, growing up, I always knew that, that that he had an interest, but rugby was my main interest. Um, and the year of Super Bowl 48, whenever the, the, the Denver Broncos, who are my dad's team, my dad's first name is Denver, so you could make the link as to why he, yeah. he loves his Broncos. Of course, um, support them. Yeah, definitely. Um, he he really was talking to me a lot about this team and how incredible, uh, incredible a year they had. And so leading up to the Super Bowl, I had the intention of watching it, although it was on a school night, um, <laughs> and recorded it, weighed it, and wanted to watch it after school. Um, woke up the next morning, my dad was not in a very good mood, uh, and I was basically saying to him, don't tell me the score, and I could just tell by his body language that it hadn't gone well. Um, and then, mm-hmm. obviously, after that, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best Super Bowl. Um, however, two years yeah. later, the Broncos were back in the Super Bowl, and and I'd sort of gained a bit of um, interest and knowledge about the game. Yes. Uh, and so, I've yeah. been a Broncos fan ever since. Um, you know, uh, and it's it's a great sport. It's the, one of the greatest um, choices I ever made to to watch Super Bowl Forty Eight. Although it was an mm-hmm. absolute butt kicking for the Broncos. <laughs> what about yeah, you, Ross? Yes. So, uh, first of all, American football, not a common sport at all to watch here. Mm -hmm. But increasingly, we're seeing on the rise in the UK, NFL. uh, We see it on Sky Sports. uh, If you were to click on right now, the Sky Sports uh, have an actual channel dedicated to the sport now. And that's great to see. Uh, You know, when I was growing up, that's how I got into it. I, I turned on the TV one day and there it was sitting in front of me. Uh, and I thought to myself, what is this? Is this some kind of version of rugby or what's going on here exactly? And, you know, really blew me away when I watched it. I thought to myself, this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. This is much more interesting. There's, there's, a, there's a game plan here. There's tactics. There's mm-hmm. a lot more than just throwing a ball down a field involved. And I just, I just thought to myself, this is, this is a great sport. So, I dug a wee bit deeper into it, and that year, actually, it was the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl matchup was between Baltimore and San Francisco. Now, watching that game, what a game, by the way, first of all. Yeah. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, versus Joe Flacco, two guys that uh, completely different styles of quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. And sitting watching that game at the time, obviously, as an unbiased fan at that point, uh, I thought to myself, whoever, whoever loses this game, is the team that I support due to the fact that I don't want to really be the kind of guy that is the glory hunter who'll just go for the winning side. So as as the game progressed, oh, it was neck and neck, really. Um, but ultimately, Baltimore prevailed 
and there I was sitting at the end of the night as a San Francisco supporter. And I just want to touch actually on your own uh, fandom of the of the Broncos. Not a usual, not a usual uh, case to see here in the UK. A Broncos fan, much more common to have a San Francisco fan. Um, it's just one of those teams that you tend to find is quite a well-supported team, especially with their links to uh, Leeds the football team. Yeah, and um, you tend to find, therefore, that a lot of a lot of UK fans will gravitate towards uh, teams that have some connection with English football. Um, but yeah, Broncos, the Denver Broncos, are a team that have always been uh, less res- represented in the UK, and it's great to see that you're you're representing them. Yeah, and sometimes whenever I'm watching them and I'm watching the terrible results and the <laughs> absolute devastation that I go through some Sunday nights, I, mm-hmm. I can understand why they aren't a popular team in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I it think is. it's class um, that um, that the NFL and, and American football is such a growing sport in the UK. We also, mm-hmm. Obviously, we have the uh, NFL London games and BBC coverage. Um, but it's amazing to see, even since I was, uh, I became a Broncos fan not that long ago, mm-hmm. just how much exposure uh, and uh, you know different ways of following the game there's there's become, and and such a such a growth and you know an investment um, in our our lands, you know, which which is incredible mm-hmm. to see. Definitely. It's fantastic for Definitely. us as fans. Yep. No, it is, and you're 100% right. It's so well uh, documented now on TV channels, and even the way uh, walking down the street in Belfast, you see an array of teams being being uh, showcased. And like, you, you, of course, you gotta sit back and think how many of these guys actually know what what team they're wearing or the, the history and the background of them. Uh, but even if you were to ask the average guy in in uh, Belfast City Centre. Who's Tom Brady? Yeah. I think there'd be a, a decent, a decent amount of people who would know the answer to that. Um, and and there's a, there's definitely a lot of people who show an interest, and not even in just American football, in all American sports. Uh, but we are, the two of us are taking a specific interest in NFL and college football. Uh, so we're just going to maybe share with you our vision for this podcast and what we're exactly trying to accomplish here uh, and why we're doing this. So first of all, the aim of this is to bring uh, the NFL to the attention of more UK fans. Uh, and as we have mentioned already, you know, it's already a growing sport. Uh, people know about it here, but we're looking to broaden the horizons of those who are fans uh, and, and those who are looking to be fans of this of this league. And you tend to find some guys aren't even interested in just following a team. You tend to see a lot of people who are interested in the daily in, ins yeah. and outs of an NFL week and just watching all the fixtures. Um, so we're here to just give you that wee bit more insight and uh, news coverage and uh, intellect on this beautiful game that isn't... Uh, the usual games you see at this side of the the pond. Yes, exactly. And to your point, you know, I think that um, what we're going to try and accomplish here is to show you as UK fans that you don't have to be an American person. You don't have to Mm -hmm. live in in a city in America to really, you know, get in in this sport. Yes, the time difference is is a bit different on a Sunday night and you will you will have to stay up late nights um, if you want to watch games live. But, you know, you will have um, so many ways of following the game. And 
if you really um, invest yourself into the sport and to find out a little bit more about the sport, about its history, about some of the stars in the game and the rules of the game itself, I think, um, well, from my personal opinion, I've found it's one of the one of the best sports, one of the greatest um, sports in the world, not only because of the actual game itself, but because of its its roots and, and about the history of the game, it's fantastic. And so we want to try and reflect that um, and, you know, try and gauge your interest into the sport and uh, really, I want to say, become ambassadors for the game, I suppose, um, yeah, for, as, as we do this podcast, um, which would be fantastic. Yes, it really would be um, fantastic. And, you know, you look at you look at this, the UK side of things here and it's very rare to find people who are ambassadors, as you put it, uh, for mm-hmm. the game. Uh, those people who are promoting it, uh, you know, you've got the likes of Neil Reynolds for Sky Sports. You've got uh, Osea Manura um, mm-hmm. and Jason Bell, yep. two guys who have been brought in by the UK uh uh, the NFL UK live and, and, and events like that to to help promote it to UK fans, but it's very rare to see two guys from here uh, mm-hmm. doing this kind of thing. Um, but the other side of the ball is the college game, something yeah. you do very uh, rarely hear about in the UK. Uh, it kind of goes under the radar quite a bit. Uh, and that's something that we are definitely trying to push on to those of you who maybe already know a wee bit about the NFL side of things, uh, but just maybe want to take that extra step to figure out where are these athletes coming from? You know, where are these guys, how are these guys getting into the league and, and what's the process there? Um, so actually on this uh, episode, our first uh, episode ever, we are going to be joined later on by uh, Portland State quarterback, Davis Alexander, and that's just an example of a guy who is a small school uh, quarterback, a, a small school prospect, who maybe just doesn't have the same spotlight that the likes of Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or any of these big guys who you heard in 2021 uh, going in the draft. He doesn't have that same coverage. Uh, and we want to, not only do we want to kind of introduce the game of college and introduce that side of things, but we also want to give a platform to the smaller athletes on that side of the game in order to up their profile mm-hmm. in order to give them a voice and a, and a place to talk about themselves and talk about their game definitely and i think you know there's so much to learn from someone who has first-hand experience um obviously us as fans you know we we would um maybe have options limited whenever it comes to playing these games but you hear from you know a guy like davis um someone who has first-hand experience of playing in an offense in division one football at a college level mm. and a high school level and to learn a bit about those that kind of process will be really really interesting um mm. for us and, and as well to hear a bit about you know a sport that uh, or to hear a unique perspective um from him about a sport that you know we we really don't see played and you know live very often obviously we have the london games in the uk but you won't you won't get to experience the high school football side of it here in Northern Ireland, and I think that you know his experiences, his stories, and the, his personal opinions, uh, and the things that he can share with us, I think yeah, that'll be really you know, yeah. really interesting insight yeah. into that. Yes, hundred uh, percent. And the high school side of football is something that is just uh, you never get to figure out exactly what's going on there. It comes yeah. close with the likes of rugby in this country. 
but never really close enough. The atmosphere mm-hmm. that you get, even at those smaller schools and those, uh, the atmosphere is massive. It's, it's amazing. And um, something that I suppose if you're a fan of this game, you have to experience once in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we're just trying to give you a wee snippet of that by interviewing some of these guys who have come up through smaller high schools, are, are now attending smaller colleges and hope to make the NFL. That's their biggest dream. And you look at the NFL draft, um, there's so many guys who seem to get drafted in that. But as we were saying, you know, as we were saying in our own shots, uh, yeah. there's there's only 200 odd guys getting getting picked uh, in this draft, and there's so many more out there who deserve a shout. Um, and and this guy that we're interviewing later out of Portland State is just one of these guys, and it'll be great to get his insight into the college game, into his own play, and into the atmosphere behind. Uh, these schools and these setups that are going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and I think that's something that sets us different from um, other sort of news outlets and, and other NFL coverage is that um, we are focusing on those kinds of players and those kinds of unique perspectives, which maybe Sky Sports isn't focusing on, but also we're focusing on the game with our own reflections, our own opinions, our own thoughts, and then our own texts, um, with what we see, um, with what we hear as well from um, our interviews, and with the things that happen on the news. And I think there's going to be so many great discussions, maybe even some heated debates, Ross, about things um, that yep. we, we discuss. And I think that'll be something that'll be really interesting for our listeners to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so as we were mentioning at the start, um, well, hated debates, but the one thing we want to mention <laughs> is our fan. We're, we're obviously fans. You're fans. You're a fan of the Denver Broncos. I'm a San Francisco fan. But the one thing we want to make sure and we want to stress the fact that throughout this podcast, we won't be harboring any unbiased opinions. Mm-hmm. So, say if there's a big move and Julio Jones, as we've been hearing in the news yeah. lately. decides to get traded to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, for example. I won't be sitting here saying, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. This is going to be it. Even though that's going to happen. Yeah. I was about to say, you might be thinking it, Ross. but (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even though that, you know, even if that might happen, and even though I might be thinking that, I can't Mm -hmm. bring that into my own, uh, this podcast. We'll have to try and keep it on best. And that's only for the the entertainment of you all uh, listening, because... If we're sitting here giving our own opinions on everything, you mightn't be agreeing. We kind of, and the whole point of hard card, hard kind sports is it is opinionated on a sort of yes, but these aren't our own uh, biased opinions. These mm-hmm. are opinions that all fans share. Uh, that one guy could say this and another guy could say this. But what we do want to try to do is bring different people on for different teams. You know, if we have a friend who supports, say, the New York Giants, if you have a friend who supports the Green Bay Packers, we want to be bringing these guys on just to give their highlighted highlighted opinion at the time. And um, we kind of want to be the middleman, gauging that we don't want to be. Uh, you know, we want to try to take all accounts into action. Definitely, and I think, and I hope that through those interviews and through, um, you know, relaying other fans' experiences. Hopefully that will instill mm-hmm. an interest into you to try and 
look into this sport, which we love. If you're a new uh, NFL fan or, or only not really interested in it currently, hopefully we can, you know, help you um, develop a passion for the game, a passion that we both share so deeply um, about this amazing sport. And, you know, hopefully um, throughout the course of the podcast, we will be able to bring you so many new experiences and, and different um you know, different types of um, knowledge and analysis um, around the game in different but also entertaining ways for you to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope, for, I hope that, you know, that will be something that um, will really create some NFL yeah. fans um, yeah. out of our NFL and college fans, I should say, um, out of our listeners. And, um, and again, you know, just reiterating our point that you do not have to be uh, from America. You do not have to be living in America, becoming an NFL fan wherever you are. It is possible. And we are both uh, living examples of that. <laughs> yes, um, that's 100% right. And you look at uh, you look at the sport here and you think to yourself, how could people not want to get on board this? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're here for you every step of the way. We're going to we're going to be breaking the news. I'll be writing articles over on the website. The website's linked down below if you want to check that out. Uh, hardcountsports.com. There's going to be an article. We're trying to post one every night of the week uh, on, a, on the weekdays. Um, so you can you can follow that if you want to learn more. What we'll also try to do is break it down uh, for dummies as well, I suppose you could say, for people <laughs> who just want to know exactly what's going on, even on the field. Because when you do look at the, when you look at it, you know, when you step back and take a, a a bird's eye view at the whole thing it is that maybe that wee bit difficult to figure out exactly what's going on at every moment and sometimes it is hard to want to follow when there's breaks being taken you know every so often but if you have that desire and that love for the game it exceeds everything else so yes 100 we want to be uh promoting this to you guys we want to be uh, letting you hear the latest takes the latest articles and the latest news and we want to be introducing you to new college players and possibly even nfl players in the future though we won't say anything yet that's a big shot in the dark but we'll take it as it comes um patrick mahomes if you're listening please you know come on board and we'd love to interview you yeah, i doubt that's happening but <laughs> tom brady even you know you never know but yes so we're going to finish off the first segment here. And on the other side of the, uh, the show, we have Portland State quarterback, Davis Alexander. Uh, and we can't wait to interview him and hear what he has to tell us. So we'll see you on the other side. Okay, so we're going to kick off our interview now with David Alexander. David Davis, it's great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Excited. Great. Uh, so whereabouts are you right now and what are you at? 
So I'm in Portland, Oregon, about as far west of the United States as you can get. Um, just just got done working out, actually. We had, you know, team workouts this morning. Um, let's see. It's, well, I guess it's 12 o'clock here now. But, um, and I actually just graduated school last term, um, but I still have one more football season left, so I'm excited for that. But uh, nice feeling being done and graduated and excited mm. to take on this year. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, Davis, I want to kind of kick things off by asking you, why did you pick QB to play uh, such a big position on the football field? Uh, such a such a position with a lot of uh, there's there's a lot on you to perform well. There's a lot of pressure on you. Uh, why did you pick QB, and what, who inspired you to play the position? Yeah. Um, so honestly, I when I first started playing football, I started in second grade. I was about six years old. Uh, I just wanted to play any position. So they they actually stuck me at offensive lineman, which is kind of funny because it's completely different than quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I ended up, my mom ended up moving us to, um, uh, Washington where I ended up growing up for a majority of my life. And, um, when I got there, I was just, I was one of the better athletes, you know, on the team and I played mm-hmm. baseball and had a really good arm and they wanted to try me out at quarterback and I stuck with it. And then, you know, just through the year, that was in fourth grade. So through the years, I've just grown to. You know, I love the position. I love having the, you know, the pressure on you. Mm-hmm. I don't care, you know, if it is all on me, you know, win or lose, it's going to be on you, you know, and I'd rather have it be in my hands and um, in someone else's hands. So I, I just take a lot of pride in that. I'm probably one of the most competitive people out there. Um, so I, like I said, I'd rather the ball be in my hands than someone else's. Nice. Uh, I really like that attitude, and I think that's so you know important at a core part position. Then, um, I guess like you see um, Brady, um, he grew up a massive 49ers fan, and Joe Montana was his childhood hero. Uh, and and for Peyton Manning, he loved Dan Marino, and he also loved his dad Archie. Was was there a quarterback for you, maybe in the pro level that you looked at and was like, right, that's the guy, that's my idol, that's who I want to you know sort of replicate in my career? Um. I don't know. I would say I, I'd like – I mean, I, there's some definitely some quarterbacks like Drew Brees. You know, I respect the heck out of – I love Tom Brady mm. just because he's such a winner. Um, but I think, like, my playing style and just growing up, I tried to play a lot like some of the, you know, uh, top college quarterbacks at the time. Like, I was a huge Johnny Manziel fan. Um, I loved his, I loved his competitiveness, you know, his ability to scramble, his excitement that he brought to the game. I mean, he was one of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite players. Um, And even recently, Baker Mayfield, you know, he has that same type of competitive drive. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I do, I'd love Drew Brees, respect him. Mm -hmm. I think I just found a little bit more, excitement at the college level i still love the nfl mm-hmm. i'd rather watch the nfl but as far as quarterback play i it, you know they go for 500 yards a game it's, it's incredible <laughs> yeah. to watch and watching your highlights you know you, you mentioned baker mayfield there you mentioned drew Brees. you're six foot you're not too far away in height from these guys uh 
there's some similarities on tape with the likes of Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel. Uh, extending the play with your legs definitely comes into your game quite a lot. We see that in a lot of the tape that I watched, you were not only able to throw it, you know, 30, 40 yards downfield, but you could also extend the play with your legs. Uh, but I want to know, you know, transitioning from Gig Harbor in, in Washington uh, mm-hmm. High School, what was the biggest thing that you had to learn uh, about the college game? What, what was the most difficult attribute that you had to kind of pick up moving across? Yeah, um, just just the speed of the game. You know, you go from playing in high school where you're the star that, you know, majority of the people on your team and the guys you're playing in college, they're the star of their team in high school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then when you get to college, you're now playing against everybody's best, everybody's mm-hmm. best player. Um, like my very first practice here at Portland State, I threw a pick six on my very first throw. Um, just, it's just, a, you know, it's so much faster. You, you got to be a little bit quicker mentally, everything you do, um, or else it's going to show that, you know, you're lagging behind. Um, and then just, you, you, you got to attack every day, um, try and be great every single day and what you're doing, no matter how little the task is, um, from, you know, weights on the field, film meeting, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think that stuck, that stood out to me fast and um, mm-hmm. I'm happy, happy I seemed to learn that. Yeah, as Ross, uh, as Ross mentioned, you know, he sort of had a, a look at some of your highlights and, um, you know, he sort of alluded to your playing style. But I, I want to know um, from your personal opinion, what are your physical attributes and what, what sort of characteristics of your game do you pride yourself off of most of? And, and what do you think makes you stand out as a quarterback? Yeah, uh, I think the thing that stands out for me is that uh, a play is never over until the whistle's done. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at escaping the pocket and escaping, you know, some pretty talented edge rushers um, that, you know, we faced. Um, so, and that's what I try and preach to. I mean, our, our receivers know that and they do a good job, but that's what I try and preach to them. It's just like, look, it's not, it's not over until I'm down, you know, and, um, and I think that comes, you know, from how competitive I am and just will to win. But th- that would be the thing that uh, stands out to me the most. Yep. Yeah, 100%. You, you have that drive and you seem to have the mentality uh, to want to keep a player alive. And I was watching your highlights against Montana there recently. Uh, you know, they have one of the best teams, you know, going into the season, they're going to be an absolute powerhouse in, in the division. And I'm just looking at their team. And, and even during that game, you were, you know, you were down by quite a lot, but you yet you still powered through uh, each play. You, you stayed on the field, you, you found targets, you were willing to take big hits in the pocket. Uh, and that's just something that gives me a kind of a little insight into what goes on in your head. Uh, and that moves me on to my next question, which is about the intangibles, uh, leadership, relationships with coaches and players and other QBs. What do you think, you know, how, how important are those to you, uh, especially going into your senior year where NFL teams will be taking intangibles uh, very seriously? Uh, what what do you have to say on that topic? Yeah, um, I mean, 
especially at the quarterback position, you need to have all those all those key uh, characteristics, leadership, um, competitiveness, all that stuff. Uh, I try, you know, I try and reach out to, you know, a majority of our teammates and just, <clears throat> you know, because we got 110 guys, you know, not everyone lives on campus, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but as a, to, as a captain and as a quarterback of the team, you want to try and make sure that everyone feels involved um you know no no task is too little you know what i mean a scout team player could uh oh sorry uh scout team player could absolutely you know make or break a week just based on whether he cares and is given a good look in practice um stuff like that and, you know the older i get and the longer i've been here this is my this is gonna be my sixth year now um i've just started to realize you know i've started to learn and realize and um, just try to get everyone involved and um, feel appreciated and give the best effort all the time. Yeah, and as you say there, you've this is your sixth year now with Portland State, and obviously, um, I'm I'm sure that there has been high moments, but there's also been low moments as well. Moments where you faced adversity, not just personally, but as a team. But um, my question to you is: um, Has there been any major turning points within your collegiate career? Um, for example, injuries or plays, plays that maybe haven't gone well or games um, that has changed the way that you play the quarterback position or approached your preparation and the type of way you play? Yeah, I mean, there's there's there is a couple. Um, let's see, my freshman year, we went, we actually went 0 and 11. We didn't win a single game on the year. Um, and that was that was crazy because I'd never been a part of anything close to that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just made us all look and try and figure out um, how we can approach the season and make sure that that never happens again. Um, and then the next thing is last year I tore my, or when I replayed last, uh, tore my shoulder lay around and my bicep. Um, I did that of the year but um, I was able to play through it um, it hurt but I was able to um, still go but uh, it doesn't really change the way I play the game I mean obviously I gotta protect myself maybe a little bit more but um, you'll still get the same fiery competitive edge for me and you know I'm not I'm not afraid to get hit or anything dumb like that <laughs> And Davis, I just want to go back to the Montana game that I mentioned earlier. Watching the highlights of that game, um, just kind of watching how you uh, handled yourself and portrayed yourself that day. You know, you rallied up the guys, you were down uh, by a big score. What was going through your head in that game? You know, why did you have the, the mentality that you did that day? What, what gave you the hope and what gave you the motivation to continue playing in a game that was lost really come the third quarter uh, what was going through your head that day um just because I mean I know how explosive our offense can be you know no matter you know I think we were down 27-0 at half uh mm-hmm. and then I think our I think we punted first series and then our defense got a stop and then we scored the like second play of the drive mm-hmm. so we went down 27-7 with like uh, 10 minutes ago, I want to say, and I don't know, I felt, you know, I 
felt like we were still in it. Um, still had a chance. And uh, obviously, you know, you want to keep your, your team in it. And, you know, being a leader of the team, people are going to follow your leader. So mm -hmm. um, I just tried to, you know, will us as far as we could go or whatever. But, um, you know, obviously we didn't come prepared well enough. Um, the other guys in the, in the quarterback room, you know, obviously this is your last year at Portland State. Uh, there's bound to be a guy in that room who is looking to take the reins uh, as the starter. Is there any guys who you're kind of mentoring now come, coming into your last year? Is there any guys who we need, might need to look out for come, you know, 2023 and beyond? Yeah, I mean, I, I try and, you know, talk. Uh, at least mentally uh, through with all of our guys, you know, not just, not just whoever they think is going to be next, whoever our coaches think is going to be the next mm -hmm. guy or whatever. Um, Cause ultimately it also makes me better. You know, if you, if you can teach it, you, you know it pretty well. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, I mean, there's, there's a couple guys in the program that, you know, that their our coaches are really excited about. Um, we all kind of have different playing styles, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but so sometimes I can't necessarily relate to how other guys are looking at, or I try, I try to relate, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, cause I mean, there's a quarterback behind me that's runs like a four or five with ease, you know, and I'm wow. like, well, if I had that, that'd be cool. <laughs> you don't want to race against them. You don't want to yeah, raise yeah, against them. Not, no, not I. I would not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you're, I mean, Davis, you're pretty fast, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quicker. I'm quicker. I'm not yeah. – my top speed isn't isn't crazy, but I'm I'm able to get out of stuff real quick. Here, it's better than both of ours. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, could, I bet you I'd run about a 6-6. Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, but, as you say, yeah. you're, you're heading into your senior year. Um, and with that, you know, it, it poses a lot of different challenges. And as well, you know, it opens up, it can open up doors in your future leading into the, to the draft next year. Um, and I'm wondering, um, are you approaching this year differently with your expectations and goals heading into this season? Um, obviously, with the NFL draft, um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely something I'm sure you've got your eyes looking forward towards. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have high expectations for myself every single year. Um, obviously this is a, you know, this is a big year. Um, there's a, I don't want to say a lot riding on it, but you know, it's, you know, final go, final, final shot to, you know, prove, prove yourself, uh, furthermore. But ultimately I just want to win football games and I feel like, you know, we win football games, the rest will take care of itself. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm excited. I'm pumped for it. But I don't want to, you know, just start playing outside of my outside of yep. my mind, outside of my body. Definitely. Just trying to – I'm not trying to push the, push the envelope. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Could you like I said, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, like um, – like I said, if we win games, I'm probably going to be playing pretty well. And that's mm -hmm. the only thing I'm really worried about.
definitely. And, and you tend to find there's a lot of guys out there who are coming into their last year uh, in college, or we've seen it in the past. There's a lot of guys who come into their last year in college and they feel like they have to become something, mm-hmm. which they're not. And uh, that's that's just something that ends up in their NFL draft stock falling rather than rising. And as you say yourself, um, you're playing this year in a, I think, I think I heard it's a pro style concept, isn't it? Uh, you're trying yeah. to take on, you're try, trying to take on the, the, the reins of, of what a NFL system would be. And that's only going to benefit you well when you're trying to make the league. And, and honestly, Zach can say the same watching your highlights and watching how things have gone for you over the last six years at Portland State, there's definitely no reason why you can't be uh, in question for yep. a draft pick Absolutely. or even an, a rookie camp at all come right. 2022. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. No worries. Um, we've really enjoyed interviewing you, Davis. Um, Zach, any any more questions? Um, I suppose I've just got a, a general question it's more um, focusing on the NFL, but Ross and I were discussing this earlier last week, and uh, you know we we had some interesting picks for who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. Way too early predictions, um, and <laughs> yeah. we were hoping that you would maybe have a, a better option than the two teams that we picked. So I got a wild card one for you, and uh, I'm going to say if the Broncos pick up Aaron Rodgers, the Broncos win it. I like Ooh, that. You, he's I a Broncos like fan. I am he's a Broncos fan. fan. So I like to hear that, Davis. Oh, you, oh I'm a Broncos fan as well. That's it. Please don't, please don't give him false hope, please. <laughs> this is, this is actually this is the first time I, I've ever met another Broncos fan, so this is an amazing moment for me. <laughs> I've got a John Elway jersey sitting in my room right now. Ooh. See, I'm I knew a, I liked you. I knew I liked you, Davis. <laughs> I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan, you see. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Broncos pick up Aaron Rodgers, definitely, and with a shout there. Uh, I went for the Chargers, actually, with Justin Herbert. Mm. You never know. He's a you guy from that. He's a guy from that side of the, the world that you're on. He's yeah. Oregon. So, uh, yeah, I you said, never know. I, I have a feeling that the, we, the, the Kansas City Chiefs will weasel their way back in somehow, so... <sighs> But you know, we'll see. We will. We shall see. Yeah, I think. I think. I think another sleeper, and you're not gonna like this, but I think the Rams. I think Matt Stafford is. I think Matt Stafford is very legit, and that defense is just not one to mess with. No, you're you're 100. But I think the Niners have a chance too. Honestly, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan can't be, you know, he, he's what a play caller he is. He, he seems to have a great grasp on the offensive system that he runs. And, and he, well, it's his own system, really. He, he's molded it into his own. And, uh, but you look at the Rams, you look at Matthew Stafford, the have now, you know, for so long, they, Sean McVay played with a quarterback that he didn't really want. And Jared Goff, you know, he wasn't the type of guy that could run his offense effectively. Mm-hmm. And now he's got Matthew Stafford, and the 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 world's is oyster with him. Right? Yeah. No. I yeah. and I've I've always been a huge Matt Stafford fan. Um, he's he's done amazing things, and if you look at what all his um, teammates say about his past teammates, you know Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, mm-hmm. guys like that, they you know they only speak the world about him. Yeah, definitely. Yep. 
Well, there you go. We've, we've got a few sleeper teams there. Uh, mm-hmm. Davis, it's been great. It's been a pleasure interviewing you. Thank you for being our very first guest on this podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you on again, maybe mid-season, just uh, a wee chat with you. It's uh, just to see how things are going. Um, but all the best for the upcoming year. And we hope that it goes well for you come the draft as well. Go Vikings. Yeah, yeah go Vikings. Go, go Vikings, so yeah. <laughs> very nice right. to meet you guys, Ross. Zach. Yes. Thank you very much. Big thanks to Davis Alexander for coming on the show there. And, and it's really interesting to hear what he has to say about how he plays the position and, you know, what's going through his mind when he's playing it. And, and just a wee kind of insight into what's going on at Portland State. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was fantastic for, for me personally because it's, you know, actually my first ever time interviewing someone who is a quarterback mm-hmm. in any sort of shape or form. And, and for that, it was really interesting to hear um, from a first-hand perspective of the preparation that goes into the game and, and also the mental aspect of it. I thought that the way he approached the game and, and how he explained about, about that was was really impressive. And, um, you know, some of the stuff he was talking about reminded me a bit of Tom Brady's um, mm-hmm. you know, mental approach yep. to, to the game yep. and his motivation side of it and just how important that is. Yeah, and one thing I couldn't get over is just how he views the game and, and what goes through his head in the moments where plays are breaking down around him. And, you know, he says he, he, he can extend the play. And I mentioned that Montana game to him and he just knew immediately what I was talking about and the situations that he's thrown into and the adversity that he faces. And it's really good to see a, a guy who has that uh, physical and mental uh, kind of su- sustainability. I guess you could Definitely. say, you know, he, he just knows what to do in situations. He can face them and he knows that he has the support of his receivers and his coaches and, his, and the rest of his offense, really the whole locker room around him. And that just doesn't come easily. He's the kind of guy, and Zach, you said it to me, he makes you feel very welcome. You know, you yeah. know when, you start, when we started interviewing him, he just had a kind of air about him that, uh, he was really easy to talk to he was really yeah. easy to get on with and it'll be the same with his, his teammates and his coaches they all probably gravitate to him and this is the reason that he is the starting quarterback and a captain on the Portland State team definitely and you know it's, it was also very interesting to hear about his you know approaching the senior season and just how important a year this will be for him and his playing career um, and as we um, continue on we're going to reflect upon some players who've been through this process that Davis is going is hoping to to go towards and aiming towards mm-hmm. the season with the draft and some of the new faces towards the NFL.
Yes, definitely. We've got uh, five big names who have gone there in the first round uh, back in April. Um, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. And then we had uh, second overall, Zach Wilson, a guy I had never really heard much about uh, out of BYU. Third then was the big uh, guessing game. Trey Lance went to the 49ers with the third overall pick, uh, a guy out of a small school, uh, school, small, small school, school, <laughs> a small <laughs> team, a small school yes. team, uh, you know, and, and North Dakota State is a team, FCS. They're not really a team that has a lot of coverage and a lot of uh, attention. Mm-hmm. The same really with Portland State and yeah. the likes of Davis. Uh, and then you go to uh, Justin Fields, a guy that somehow managed to fall uh, out of the top 10 and was picked up by Chicago. Uh, that was a real wild card there. And then we saw... Mac Jones going to the Patriots, which in my opinion was always bound to happen. Somehow Bill Belichick uh, made it happen. Yeah. Uh, and I'd just like to kick off with a question to you, Zach. Okay, far away. Looking at the looking at the top five guys, uh, who do you think has the biggest weight on his shoulders going into this upcoming season? Um, well, I think to, to start off with, every player who's selected in the draft in the first round, especially a quarterback, has an insane, um, you know, insane expectations um, to, to deliver. Um, and so not, not just because the draft is a, a moment of hope for every single fan. It, you have literally Bengals fans and um, Tampa Bay fans thinking, right, this is it. We're going back to the Super Bowl. Everybody has hope at this point in the season due to these new recruits and, and these new players. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for me, um, I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence um, but simply because of the player that we have heard about and, and the player that we are expecting coming into the NFL. Mm-hmm. He has been a recruit out of high school that everybody has picked and, and said, this guy is going to go first overall and he's going to mm-hmm. be the next big thing. He's going to be the next Peyton Manning. And Mel Kuyper, ESPN um, analyst and expert, he graded him the fourth highest um, quarterback in all of quarterbacks ever taken in the draft behind Elway, Luck and Manning. And that is pretty good company to be amongst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jacksonville um, are in the stage now where they're in the next chapter of their franchise. Um, they had success beforehand. However, this has really been a turning page this offseason. And for me, I think that Shad Khan will be looking for returning his investment um, with mm-hmm. the team. Um, and I think that Trevor Lawrence is definitely the player that he looks that is going to do that, is going to deliver. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, Ross? Who who do you think? So- Trevor Lawrence is a very good answer there, um, but I don't touch him in my answers here to these questions. He just isn't the okay. guy that uh, comes into my mind as having a lot of pressure on him. In my opinion, yes, he's the number one overall pick, but he has already shown in his past play at Clemson and at high school that, well, he's unbeaten, and that just tells yeah. you as much as you need to know. Exactly. I think that he's a guy who will live up to expectations either way. But the guy I want to focus on is Zach Wilson. Now, he was the second overall pick this year. A guy I'd never really heard about, you know, December time. He was he was cropping into the, the public view around that time. Out of BYU, 
obviously a religious school they're yeah. they're known for having a mormon a large mormon contingent this guy played at byu had an amazing line in front of him had by nearly all day to throw the ball in the pocket this guy doesn't just have the biggest weight on his shoulders in order to live up to expectations uh, in terms of ta- his own talent he is expected to carry an offense that's dire uh, to be honest with you this is a this is an offense that you know looking at them last year yes okay they had Darnold a quarterback that didn't have a lot of weapons they've upgraded there but I mean they don't have a line they mm-hmm. don't have really they don't have uh, weapons around them you know who are uh, distinguished weapons they don't have guys who have their name in the headlines of newspapers Zach Wilson I He's expected to come and change a whole uh, locker room, and a whole this is franchise. Why I would argue weight. a whole franchise, really, uh, and this is why he has the biggest weight in the shoulders. Robert Sala, new coach coming in from the San Francisco 49ers. This is his pick. This is his guy for quarterback. And if Zach Wilson doesn't live up to expectations, this is this is this is his legacy from the very mm-hmm. get go, and he is having to live up to his own he's having to pull the team behind him and he's having to show the world that Robert Sala is the guy for the Jets there's a lot of weight on his shoulders definitely and you know the Jets franchise will be aiming to not repeat history with what happened with Sam Darnold you know Mm -hmm. taking in the same pick overall and the same situation Um, however it didn't quite work out for him so if this if Zach Wilson doesn't work out, you know, real questions will be asked um, mm-hmm. about the entire and even after the first season. Yeah, exactly. He'll have, Absolutely, he'll have one season, and when he's exposed, it's not enough for me. It's a when. When he's exposed, you know, people will look at him and say, "This isn't the guy." Two years' time, they could be looking at another QB, mm-hmm. and it just makes you think: Is this really an issue with the quarterback, or is this an issue with the franchise? Is this an internal thing? Is this a problem with management or ownership? Do they not have the right mentality and the right atmosphere in the in the franchise that is needed when you draft QBs? You look at Mark Sanchez, you look at mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, you look even further back uh, at the other types of guys who have been in for the Jets. Brett Jamie Favre had a, had a term with them. There was just never anyone who sticks out in my mind as being successful in a New York Jets uniform. Can Zach Wilson be that guy? No. Not in my opinion. So we had Broadway Joe in Super Bowl three. Well, will it be Broadway Zach? We'll we'll soon to find out. And yeah. another point to that is the New York media market is one of the most intense media markets to be thrown into as a quarterback. Um, uh, leading on from this, um, on the flip, we had their pressure. Who's got the biggest weight in their shoulders? Who out of the quarterbacks selected in the first round of this year's draft do you believe is going into the best situation with a team around him, but also with the coaches? And there's just there's just no doubt for me in this one. And, and I mentioned earlier that I'm a 49ers fan, but mm-hmm. this really isn't a biased take on this. You know, uh, Trey Lance has the best situation. And you look at the other quarterbacks and you look at the teams they've gone to, Trevor Lawrence is going to a Jacksonville team that okay, they're definitely a much-changed team than they were last year, but they have the first pick in the draft for a reason. Urban Meyer, we'll see if he can change things there. That's still yet to be seen, obviously. Zach Wilson, we've mentioned him. 
Justin Fields comes close for me, but even so, he doesn't have a play caller like Shanahan uh, calling the shots for him. And Trey Lance has the best defense. He's got the best uh, running game to, to yep. hand the ball off to if he himself is in trouble. Wide receivers very much up in the air. We could be seeing a, a very changed room if Julio Jones' trade does go through to them, though that's mm-hmm. not obviously something by any means. That could be, that's very much up in the air. But Trey Lance is a guy that I feel has gone into the best situation and he sits behind Jimmy Garoppolo. So what more do you want to say? Yeah, and for me, I, I also would pick Trey Lance. I think um, the coaches around him as well, um, is a fantastic situation for a rookie quarterback. You have Kyle Shanahan, an offensive guru, who has done fantastic things around the league. His dad, obviously, Mike Shanahan, did had much success with the Denver Broncos and and other franchises such as the then Redskins. But mm-hmm. I believe that Trey Lance. Um, there's been a yes, there has been um, an investment um, trading up to get the the third overall pick, and there were whispers that they might take Mac Jones. And whispers that they might take Justin Fields, but Trey Lance seemed to be the guy that everybody really was set mm-hmm. in, was was all in on. Um, I think uh, to your point, he has a great offensive team and the defense. That 49ers defense is insane. And not too long ago, that same team were in the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl. And yep. I would argue we're a quarterback play away from yes, lifting that Lombardi. Definitely. And not too long ago, were they picking Nick Bosa with the second overall pick? You have to remember this team has had many guys, uh, they've had many picks even in the first few, uh, sorry, in the in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Yeah. You know, they've had the top pick of talent uh, in the last few years. And Trey Lance is just another one of these guys who's coming into a very complete locker room. Moving on from that then into the, the other side of the kind of equation, we see, uh, we look at we look at the types of guys who have been drafted, and we kind of sit back and think, well, who's actually set up the field? Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you say is going to be the most uh, kind of the guy who has the most pressure on him in order to live up to, but will eventually fail? See, uh, for me, um, I think it's a it's a choice between two players. I think Justin Fields. Um, the, the fact that he fell as far as he did, obviously Chicago looked mm-hmm. at each other in the war room and went, we could, we could actually get him. And so mm-hmm. pushed all the chips into the middle of the table. They sent to the Giants their 20th overall pick, their fifth round pick from this year's draft, a first round pick for next year and a fourth round pick. And they did not so, move oh. up that far. Nine picks to for, for all of those picks to trade to another team in order to move up nine. That is, or sorry, eight. That is a lot of investment for a player. And I have concerns over Ohio State quarterbacks. Um, obviously, in the past, mm-hmm. they haven't worked out um, with, so, with some bad examples. Um, however, for me, the, the biggest, the biggest um, failure situation I'm going to cho- I'm going to choose Zach Wilson here. I think that he has been placed into a tough, tough situation under a new head coaching staff. And I do believe that Robert Sala will, you know, find his feet as a head coach. I think that this season will be a rough one for Jets fans. Um, as you alluded to, I think the O line needs some work, and and there's other obviously issues. Zach Wilson, in my opinion, doesn't really have 
any weapons around him either. Um, he's not working with very much. And so for me, I think that it's uh, a baptism of fire this season for Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and, and I agree with that, actually, because Zach Wilson is being thrown into a situation which he really actually has no control over. But we've mentioned him, and in my opinion, the answer to this question is Justin Fields. Yeah. An Ohio State quarterback. Now, Ohio State haven't got the best track record when it comes to producing quarterbacks. But the thing about Fields for me is you watch his tape and you realise that this guy is very much a guy that uh, he relies on, the play caller. Uh, And his coach at Ohio State basically drew up most of the plays for him to follow. Will he get the same from Matt Nagy? Okay, Matt Nagy, he has a good offensive mind, but I think that Justin Fields is set up to fail. And you see, even looking at his weapons that he has around him, or lack thereof, Chicago hasn't really got a number one receiver. Alan mm-hmm. Robin, Rob, Robinson sorry, comes close, but I don't think it's enough to see him through. And he hasn't got a... The defense that is established enough in order to see him through. Another thing about Justin Fields is if they decide to throw him in on week one, definitely say they say they say to Andy Dalton, "No, you're taking a seat here. We're definitely. throwing in the young guy." That's doing him a disservice. And I will always say that if you have a young rookie, you should definitely sit him for the first five weeks at least. Lamar Jackson didn't play in week one. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes didn't yeah. play in week one. These are two guys who are now a staple of the NFL quarterback. And if you want Justin Fields to be the same, don't start him on week one. And yet they will. And this is why he's set up the field. Yeah, and I think it's tough times as well coming into Chicago. I think Matt, Matt Nagy, um, the ownership will be running out of patience. He's been there long enough. And so I think this is a big season uh, for the Bears. And also if Aaron Rodgers stays in that division... Um, I don't I don't care whatever Justin Fields does. They in my opinion, the Packers will be taking that NFC North because Aaron Rodgers will be playing angry. Um when we think of NFL draft, we think of the players. Um, they get on the stage, they get their shirt, and their their dreams are come true. But with that comes rookie deals. It's life-changing money for these players. Sometimes the player does their rookie deal and that's enough for them in the NFL. Mm. They're, they're away um, or, or mm. else they're on the backup role or, you know, practice squad. Um, but mm-hmm. if I, out of these quarterbacks, which one for you stands out as the player who's going to receive a nice little payday with, when it comes around to their second contract? Yep. So there's the obvious answer to this question and it's, it's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Duval need their quarterback, but that's not the one I'm going to. I am going for the unmentioned, Mac Jones. Now, this is a very controversial answer to this question because mm. Mac Jones, you look at it, you even all you need to do is look at his body shape and he doesn't <laughs> scream franchise quarterback. But this is a guy that has the opportunity to come in and he will definitely sit for the first season. I cannot see Bill Belichick putting him in. Not a chance. Maybe at all this year. He's got Cam Newton. And... Sitting behind Cam Newton, yeah, a very different quarterback to you, but you tend to find that these guys will learn and will pick up quickly. 
and have a have a, a have a willingness to learn the offense. And Mac Jones is an Alabama guy. He's smart. Okay. So he yeah. he he understands what's going on around him. And he is Bill's kind of guy. And I think even if he hasn't performed well over his tenure at of his first rookie tenure contract at New England, Bill won't want to admit it, but he'll say, Yeah, Mac, you can come back. I don't care how bad or how good you played during this contract. We're giving you a second one. Because the thing about Bill Belichick is he hates to be wrong. He Definitely. hates being wrong. Definitely. And you see with Jared Stidham as well, who flirted mm-hmm. with a few starts um, the past couple of seasons, whenever Tom, you know, decided to, to you know, go leave the uh, Boston snow for the Florida sunshine. Um obviously he he came into the starting role and maybe didn't wow anybody with his ability or um or anything really in my opinion um however if you you have a look at the quarterback situation in new england george stidham is still there i -hmm. think as well you you said about mac jones's infamous um body picture that went viral online and yes he doesn't look like he's been you know in the gym much do you know who mm-hmm. else didn't look like they were in the gym much whenever they were um, getting drafted? Tell me. Tell Mr. Me. Thomas Brady. So I think... Yes, that's um, it. That's, I, and I that's think, a great example. Mm-hmm. So it I is. Th- sorry, go ahead. I think, um, yes, I believe Mike Jones will get a second contract and I have a feeling that he will be in New England for a while. However, when it comes to the paper, I don't think Mike Jones will be able to splurge as much as Trevor Lawrence, well, I have a feeling that if Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, college Trevor Lawrence, and high school Trevor Lawrence can translate into the NFL, we will see Paddy Mahomes knocked off his perch and Trevor Lawrence will bring the biggest contract mm-hmm. in the NFL to Jacksonville, Florida. You see, this is the thing, and, and I don't want to be wrong here in what I'm saying. I, I think I'm nearly right. But Skip Bayless said recently, that Trevor Lawrence is the kind of guy that brings a whole new generation and a whole new in a whole new demographic to the game of football. He's the kind of guy you look at and say, "Oh, I know him. He's yeah. a Tom Brady. He's the future Tom Brady. He's a, he, you know everyone as we've mentioned earlier at the start of the podcast. Everyone knows Tom Brady's name. I'd say in five years' time, everyone will know Trevor Lawrence's name." Whether you like it or not, he's the guy that he he's he's the he's the picture boy for the NFL for the next ten years. What I hope is that he can make enough money out of his NFL career that he can go and visit the barber shop because his hair is not 100%. doing it for me at well, all. Well, that's all part of the look, <laughs> isn't it, Zach? Really, at the end it's of the part day, of the brand. It is part of the brand. Part of the yes. brand. It is. It is. Um, and and some of those questions are very good because a lot of people really when they look at rookie quarterbacks they don't dive deep enough they sit and look at them and they think well here he's going to San Francisco he'll do well he's going to Chicago Bears oh, that, that's really strange but I think he should be fine when you dig deep into these guys you tend to figure out that no matter what the situation it's not always good but it's not always as bad as you think either and exactly I think we'll figure out in due course who's going to be the successful one. All it takes is one season. And after watching the previous season there go by, you look at the likes of Joe Burrow and you think, yes, he's good as long as he can stay healthy. 
But the guy who stands out to you the most, Justin Herbert, when this time last year we were sitting there thinking, who knows this guy from Oregon? Absolutely. Why has he gone to the Chargers? Absolutely. And there's there's always those kinds of players in the draft. You look at even Lamar Jackson, he fell so mm-hmm. far. Uh, everybody sort of forgot about Lamar Jackson in that draft and looked to other players. And then he, he sort of disappeared for a, a, a brief minute, came back with an MVP season as a starter. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you it, it takes time. It will take time for these rookies to really find their feet in the NFL. And as you know, Davis was saying the jump up from high school football to college football was massive. It's the same situation yep. for these guys too. It's a completely new world yeah. that they're entering into. Definitely. And it's sometimes even more difficult than the high school to college. And it'll be a rude awakening for some, but for some they'll take it under their wing. And I think, I hope that the five guys are all successful in the league. Definitely, but that's yep. not going to happen. I mean, you ha- all you need to do is take a look at the ba- the past sixteen years drafts, and you think to yourself, where are all these top ten quarterbacks now? You know, Russell Wilson wasn't a top ten pick. He was not. Uh, Andrew Tom Brady Luck would probably be the only guy. Yeah, Andrew Luck would probably be the only guy you'd look at and think, yeah, okay, he's worthy of of a mention here, but he's not even in the league anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There just seems to be something going on with that. And I hope that some of these guys can break that curse. Definitely. And you know, it's so exciting. I always get really excited about the draft because you have these new additions to um, the league. They they add a bit of, they inject a bit of youth, uh, a bit of hope, a bit of, and a lot of excitement into um into the league into the teams that you face um and so i'm really looking forward to sitting down in september and watching games and seeing these guys perform and and seeing just where their career takes them and you know i think the thing with trevor lawrence is um he please was selected by jacksonville and so we as uk fans will have an opportunity to travel to london on multiple games throughout the year and be able to see this 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 player you mm-hmm. know see trevor lawrence this hopeful future superstar of the NFL. So yep. if you told me that I would be able to see a Tom Brady-like talent or a Peyton Manning-like talent, and he's only a 40 to 50-minute flight away, sign me up, I'm away, I want to see him. You know, And that's that's incredible that we'll mm-hmm. get the opportunity to see him play. Definitely, definitely. Well, Zach, it's been a pleasure doing this first podcast with you. And, um, well, I guess we'll both be back next week. Uh, we will. We are your two hosts after all, and you'll see us again next Tuesday. We'll be back with another prospect. Uh, well, I think he he's he's a Juco guy. He his name's Manny Naj. He's a linebacker out of uh, Jamestown, uh, yep. which is located in North Dakota. So we can't wait to have him on. Uh, but other than that, Zach, I think this has been a successful uh, go at this. This is our first one, obviously. So if you liked it. Uh, maybe think about the subscribe button we don't want to be the kind of guys asking you to subscribe and like and all that there but at the end of the day if you liked it don't be afraid to and if you enjoy what we're saying uh, you can maybe see some of the other stuff we've written out Uh, as I mentioned at the start there's a wee website down there that you can click on and if you have any questions about the NFL or college football or even how to get into watching the game please reach out to us and let us know we'll be more than uh, more than happy to 
to guide you in the right direction and um mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to this podcast and i'm really looking forward to um all the ideas and and plans we have for the future and it's going to be it's going to be a really exciting time i think ross yeah definitely zach definitely and as you said i'm myself i'm very looking forward to this and it'll be a great experience you know this is our first one so forgive us if we've made we've probably made a tirade of mistakes um yeah and we're probably not <laughs> very natural at this but it is our first go and uh, there's only more to come and we can only get better from here i suppose so as i said if you enjoyed it uh, hit that we subscribe there if you don't mind and uh, you can follow us on instagram we've got a website as i mentioned and i've got a twitter page as well set up for this so you can follow us there on hard count sports and but we'll see you next monday or tuesday sorry we'll see you next tuesday tuesday Tuesday. yep